0: It's Thursday, June 29th, 2017, and you're listening to episode 447 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 38 minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Brodor.
1: This is Julia. Put your goddamn cell phone away! <laughs> oh my
2: god! Oh my god! There's another song in your future, Whoa. Chad. Before you guys started,
1: I was actually I said I need to check a shipment, and then we started.
2: Oh my god. Put your goddamn cell phone away. That's the next. That's the oh, follow-up. See,
3: I'm done.
1: That's I just had check. That's chatted. my
2: album. That's that's my
3: magnum <laughs> opus yeah, right was, there. Put
0: your cell phone away. Put your goddamn cell phone away. And Seek Chad will just be one of the yeah, songs. that's
3: like one of the singles. On yeah.
0: put your cell phone away. It, yeah, it's
3: the
2: breakout single. You're right. Yeah. Right. All right. So Brodor, you were in a frat. I was in a fraternity for a number of years when I was in college. Did you get paddled? Yes. So no, I did not get paddled.
3: No. Well, what frat we don't were care you in? I was
2: in Sigma Pi at Umsul. Umsul at the did time. Did you think had-
3: that they had free pie?
2: no so what had did ha- you
0: think that there was a change or summation i'm sorry <laughs> summation of pie what
2: what had happened was a number of the guys that i was on the debate team and mock trial teams and in student congress with sorry yeah no it's cool were, well when I, Nerd. When, I, when I when i tell you that my fraternity so at one had- point had a higher average gpa than the honors college you're correct okay mm-hmm. but <laughs>
0: so, so you had congress with a bunch of male students
2: <laughs> yes i with a bunch of peers not know, right. not when i was teaching any which way a bunch of the guys that i was on the debate team with um and mock trial etc were going to Umsel and they joined this fraternity and i got rushed for this fraternity because i knew a bunch of guys and i ended up <laughs> joining the frat and then for years I was the, one of the ranks inside the organization is Pledge Educator, and I was...
0: pledge educator.
2: Yeah, the educator, which is a great portmanteau, thank you. You're uh, welcome. Um, so I was the educator for years at Sigma Pi at the Delta Zeta chapter at UMSL. Well, that Delta Zeta doesn't have Pi. No, they do not, but Sigma Pi has Pi.
0: Yeah. We have Sigma and Pi.
2: Well, excellent. Yeah.
0: So Sigma Pi has a summation of a lot of Pis. Yeah. And- well,
2: there's one pie that we didn't get as a general rule. <laughs> <laughs> cherry pie. <laughs> Sweet cherry pie. <laughs> Sorry, Julia. <laughs> so, ending a game. All right, Frodo, go with this. I've got a bunch of thoughts on this. The reason I bring it up is twofold. My buddy Daniel runs a, a twice-monthly gestalt pathfinder game and gestalt is basically pick two classes and get the best of both worlds so if i was a fighter rogue at first level i would get the fighter hit die the rogue skill points access to both skill lists you know, I would get the feet, but then I would Oh, I'm doing that feet.
1: by playing a Slayer currently. Yeah, yeah
2: it's nutty, right? <laughs> yes. So anyway, my buddy had been running a Gestalt Pathfinder game for some time, and through a variety of different happenstances with the group, it got to a point where the campaign needed to come to a close. And so Daniel decided instead of dragging it out and trying to do workarounds for storylines that were no longer pertinent because those players were no longer there, he decided that he was going to go ahead and wrap the campaign up. And he did, over the course of three plus hours, did a really, really great job of not only ending the campaign in a satisfactory way where we defeat the big bad and and, and solve the meta plot, but also resolving individual plot points for our specific characters. And in a way that he did it sort of like a sort of fiasco-esque, Where at the end of Fiasco, you have your montage where you go through your white and black dice. Daniel just kind of went around the table in a longer form, but each player had the opportunity to do these series of vignette-style montages wrapping up the path of their character. Two things were good about it. One was the timing, and two was the way he handled the situation. What do you mean by those? Well, so the second one, I think I pretty much already, you know, described in that he gave everyone opportunity to have a satisfactory conclusion for their character's adventuring career. But by the first one, we had a long conversation at the beginning of the game where Daniel was basically explaining, I have material for another four or five game sessions, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to pursue that material because... People and characters that started the game are no longer here for for various reasons. And so, what do you guys think, and how should we handle that? And, you know, as a group, we had a long conversation at the beginning of the game and decided that if we can wrap it up in one nice tight bow in this game session, that's how we should handle it. So, he chose good timing in that we didn't waste a lot of effort and game sessions sort of clumsing our way through the dark to find a good finish to the game. And he just said, here's the logical conclusion of the campaign. Let's talk about the logical conclusion and do a lot of it in RP as opposed to six or seven last big fights to fight our way from point A to big bad to defeat big bad because it would be a waste of our efforts. And... Combine that with the fact that he had already had the new shiny at the back of his mind anyway. And my advice was, look, you're already thinking about the next game. Let's end this one and then have a good end point so we can springboard into the next game.
3: That's actually really a good idea to identify that ahead of time. time Mm -hmm. And then that way you can kind of taper the game off instead of just cutting in a cliffhanger that you never go back to because you've been distracted by something else
1: that happened to me all the time yeah that that happens a lot (laughs) Well, and that's something that
2: we were talking about before the show is that you've not really had i think i've had
1: i've had one but by the time we were towards the end of it everybody was so not into it that like i don't even remember the end of it only i enjoyed it i enjoyed the game other people didn't, so it kind of put a damper on my experience. So I couldn't even tell you how it ended. So I guess that's the only one. I one game out of my gaming career has ended. That's it. The rest have fizzled
2: off, have petered out.
3: Yeah, I've had yeah. a lot that ended. It's usually ended because of some external circumstances, uh, job loss, sickness. You go a long time without playing new. A lot of new shiny. Yeah. Uh, a lot of like game master burnout or game just kind of isn't going anywhere. Starts out good, doesn't. Well, and
1: I I do want to say that some of ours, like my current game group, we're going to pick the game back up. So it's like an end of a season, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not ended because none, none of the characters' conclusions have happened, but like our storyline for that period is done. So I, I, I don't consider that an ending. Though. Now,
3: when I do in games, when I'm the game master, I always like doing epilogues for the characters. In your example, you said. Correct me if I'm wrong. The
2: players said what happened to their characters. It was a little bit of give and take. Yeah. Right. So there was it was not it wasn't like a negotiation because it was the last game session. So f- man, go with God. Do what makes you happy. You know, mm-hmm. as long as it's not gonna ruin if we come back to this campaign right. setting or whatever. But yeah, basically it wasn't dictation mm-hmm. on the part of the player. It was more I would like to see this. And then the game master would come back and say, okay, well, how about that? And so there was a little bit of, there was not a little bit, but there was a lot of collaboration.
3: I've done it where I, as the game master, have dictated the epilogue. Each character gets highlighted. It's like, well, maybe here's the situation that happened, but then usually the characters go off in their separate ways, or these two go off together. And it's just like I kind of tell the story about what happens here, what happens there. It seems to be pretty successful. I don't think I would do that nowadays, though. I think that I would want to put that power into the player's hands. Mm -hmm. You know, you
0: tell me what happens.
1: It's their character. Yeah,
0: exactly. Role-playing is a shared storytelling, Mm -hmm. and the portion that the player owns is their character. And one of the things that I was thinking about as we were discussing this, we talked about the timing of ending the game. And how many of the games that we've played have ended rather abruptly and unfortunately because of life circumstances, new shiny, whatever it happens to be. And I
2: think that's the exception, not the rule in the
0: hobby. What I was going to say is that I think to me what's more important than the timing of the ending, I mean not to say that I'm okay with games dying prematurely, but more than the timing, it's the nature of the ending. And I think the big definer of what the right nature of the ending of a game is, I don't know that it's something you can design from the outset. Because you can't predict player actions. You can't predict player response. You can't predict what they're going to be interested in. You can't predict what's going to matter to them. There is a game that I've had, and it was a long campaign that ended, and ended quite correctly. It was a very well-received ending with, a lead up to a final boss fight, and the end of the game was the boss being defeated and going down in smoke. And that was where that game needed to end because the plot, the struggle, that's what that game was about. It was about this underdog fight and all this kind of stuff. The other games that I've played in, though, where the game wasn't about the plot, the plot was incidental to the story of the individual character arc. And so, knowing what happened to each of the characters, knowing that this one went off to do this, and this one died, and this one retired, that was far more important to the people involved than to wrap up exactly what happened with the plot. So, I think the Game Master has to have a read on if you're going to end this,
2: what is it that the players actually want closure on? And that's where I'm at in my game. Currently, one of my players came to me and he said, I don't know why, but I I feel like we're three quarters done. Mm -hmm. I feel like that we're at a point where we are drawing to the conclusion of the campaign. And I don't know what that conclusion is, but that's what I feel. And I I didn't really disclose this to him, but I feel like he's absolutely right. The problem is, is that me is the game master. I don't know where that end is either. Mm-hmm. But I feel exactly the same way that he does is that we're out. yeah, that we're all, yeah, exactly. we're almost to the end. Yeah. And so what Daniel did in this recent Pathfinder game was inspirational to me because he did it at the right time. and he handled it really well. So it got me really thinking about my current game and okay, DJ's right, we're getting toward the end. What is that, and I don't know where it is, and how do I want to handle it? See, I don't, I don't have that problem because the
3: my method of when I think of the story of the game, not how I run it, not you know any of the the nitty gritty down the week, but I'm talking like a really far back macro approach to it. When I very first approach a game, is that I have ideas, right? I have where I want us to start, the characters, the plot, the story, where I want them to insert into this world that I I'm kind of have rolling in my mind. And then I have where I want them to end up. I don't know how they're going to get there. In between A and B, where A is the start and B is the end, there are a lot of little ideas sprinkled through of, I'd like to see this and I'd like to see this and I want them to do this and can I create this scene? And then that's where the macro view stops And then it's like, okay, well, now I'm creating the game and I zoom in and I'm like, okay,
2: how do I start connecting these dots? So there's an ending for me. And the best games that I have run, I have had an ending in mind Mm -hmm. before we ever made characters. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem I'm having with this game and the reason why it's ending up not being I don't want to say it's not very good because it's not as clear cut. Yeah. But it's but exactly right. I, I don't. It's not as good in the sense that I don't have that sense of structure. Mm-hmm. And because I don't know where it ends, I don't know how to get there because I don't right. know the destination. Right. So I'm yeah. lost.
0: Let me give you an example for a movie that I just watched and I'm 99% sure it's over. Is here. it Dread?
3: No. <laughs>
2: no. Their most recent remake of Dread movies fucking awesome. I know, right? F-ing it's amazing. Awesome. When she's got the minigun. Oh my god, bonerizing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> See, we're right. I mean, and well <laughs> we are so we are right, good. Good. Yeah. but
0: Brodo missed the point of the movie. If he saw minigun and not Carl Urban's chin. I know. <laughs> that chin needed an an Oscar. It did. Just the chin, wow. not not the yeah. rest of Carl of Urban. Well, he didn't really do anything except carry the chin around. Precisely. He he was like a
2: palanquin See, for the chin. Yes. To, to me, a minigun is like the womanizer. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to...
0: Done. Wow. Okay, so... All right, oh. since we're not in a bonus or a negative episode... All right, um... Uh, sorry, the, All right, the movie that I just saw, and I, I'm 99% sure it's over a year old, so I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. Oh, shit. People is, hate you? Yeah, whatever. Is... <laughs> Oh, no Country for Old Men. Great movie. Oh. I didn't like it. No, yeah, I, watch watch. Watch. Oh,
1: I hated it. I hated it. Yeah. I bet we hated it for the same reason. Probably.
0: Because <laughs> I think the people that made the movie and nope. me were invested in different things. Oh, yeah. And where the movie ends is, for anyone who's not seen the movie, I'll, I'll summarize. Oh,
3: my God. If you haven't seen the movie, stop. Stop right now so it doesn't get spoiled because go, it's amazing. And,
0: get, <laughs> and go get that haircut because it's awesome. That's right. It is no. Alright, so you have this drug deal that goes down and it, the theme of the movie is about how crime and the depravity of man and all this kind of stuff is changing. It takes place right at the start of like the big drug wars, the big cartels, the start of crack, I, you know, things like that. And so there's a depravity of man, which you see in the 80s and 90s with the spike of violent crime in America. And it's about how these older people don't know how to fit into that world. And the movie is about this battle of wits and battle of guns between a criminal, a pseudo-criminal, some other criminals, And then you have, kind of sitting on the outside of that, Tommy Lee Jones and some of his buddies who are playing the good guys who just feel lost behind the times. And the movie ends when they reach a character epiphany. When Tommy Lee Jones and his buddies kind of reach this point of understanding that this is no longer a country they understand. And he gives a closing monologue to that effect. Cut to credits. To me, that was completely unsatisfying, because to me, that's not what the movie was about, as I consumed it. In my consumption, it was about the battle of wits between the pseudo-criminal and the total psychopath. And I thought that they wrapped that story up. Well, one, they did not wrap it up. But what of it they did wrap up, I felt very forced Mm -hmm. it felt very uncharacteristic of the the pseudo criminal he does something that I thought was implausibly stupid that gets him killed and the psychopath basically just walks off into the sunset
3: well limps
0: Well, yeah okay but but the the point being (laughs) that you know he's
3: not resolved and to me no he's resolved he won (laughs) well The, the guy you didn't like one, I well, so right. Yeah. Welcome to life. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's it, Well, the it, movie is a big middle finger. Well, but it's... if you if you understand, of course,
0: the the, the history, right, of, of all of that, he doesn't win, right? Now he, he may have won insofar as he walks away alive at that moment, right? And,
3: and his life is empty and meaningless because he's a bad person and 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 and, that, soulless and right?
0: Yeah. Precisely. And eventually, because of the fact that he was ripping off the cartels, they're going to find him and kill him. And eventually, well,
3: maybe, I mean, probably, you know, it's yeah. just like that. That's the untold part of the movie.
0: Precisely. It's, but
3: I, I don't think
0: this is a man who's going to die of old age in his bed.
3: Absolutely not.
0: Right. And to me, that's where the end of the movie should have been. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, here's the point. Am I right? Am I wrong? Doesn't matter. Now, tell us how you feel about the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boring. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> But the okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that felt that way. I was like, I was waiting for the other shooter to drop. I was like, I was like, I couldn't take that piece of shit. No, it is, it
0: is it is one of only two movies where I checked my watch because I was hoping it was about to end because I knew the running time before I came in there. The other was Star Wars.
2: I wish the father had saved a bullet for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just turned it in
0: 3D at at the audience. Broken the fourth wall.
3: (laughs) It's a no country fullman. I loved it. Mm. And I don't understand why a lot of other people love it. Because I agree with everything you said, Dan. Because the movie is a gigantic middle finger. It plays against trope. It plays against type. It plays against expectation. And not in a cool flipping genre way. But I thought it was very ham fisted in the way it did it.
1: I think it like I almost felt like they didn't think about the end before it happened. Like mm-hmm. when the writers were yes, writing it, that they the just st- they were like, oh shit, it's the end. <laughs> we gotta do we gotta, something. Yeah, I
0: felt the exact same way. Because I was talking to Aisha while she was watching it. And she was saying one of the things that really impresses me about this movie is in most movies, they hit a point where they have to wrap up the plot and they need to get characters that are in conflict out of the way. And the way they do it is they write in artificial stupidity. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's been... Not stupid. Precisely. Jurassic Park, great example, especially in the book, where the Australian hunter, for no particular reason, decides to put down all of his weapons and get hammered. Yeah. And then the dinosaurs kill him. It's artificially stupid. You cannot convince him. Yes, I realize people make mistakes, but no amount of apologism will sell me on the fact... That, that is how his story would have gone if he was a real person.
3: I know, right? And he's Australian. He can't handle his liquor? I mean, come on. Yeah. He, he doesn't carry a giant bowie knife with him all the time. I mean... Well, it, and I, yeah, say,
1: I say the same... Sorry. I say <laughs> the same exact thing about, like, I don't even... I can't even remember the name of it, but, but the third prequel of Star Wars, where they were like, Oh crap, we gotta make Anakin evil. Kill some kids. Like, you know, just do make them do all this evil stuff. Younglings, yeah. Like, half, half an it's the same thing. I feel like they don't but, actually have a clear idea of what they're gonna do in right. the end. You know, But, but here, in.
0: here's where I would juxtapose movies against role-playing games. So, Cause Julia, I agree with you. I, I mm-hmm. felt I felt that the, the ending of Star Wars was rushed. It was not the one I was checking my watch during that was Phantom Menace. But oh, That one was horrible. And, and Rogue was the other one. I was checking my watch during. Rogue One? The, the Road. Oh, oh. No, no. It's like, I thought you Rogue liked that. No, I liked enjoyable. Rogue One. Yeah. No, it was The Road. It was I was right. watching. Yeah. When Carl and I went to see The Road, I was checking my watch. I'm like, when is this thing going to be over? <laughs> and But I was staying quiet and polite because I thought she was enjoying it. She was staying quiet and polite because she thought I was enjoying it. <laughs> and then at one point, we both look at each other. You can't be with somebody this long and not know each other's looks. We just look at each other. And then right there in the middle of theater, we both just start cracking up. (laughs) There is nothing funny going on. And she and I are both just dying in our seats because we're like, what is, why are, anyways.
3: With the road, I enjoyed individual scenes. Like if you were just to take, you know, it's like, hey, here's an actor's workshop sort of thing. And we're just going to take this 10 minute scene where there's this thing happening and there's acting. The acting was really good. The camera work was really good. That part was enjoyable when you put all of these scenes together, I totally get why people don't like it. I didn't care for it because it's a travel movie. It's a road travel movie like Wolverine was. All right. So everyone's like, well, Wolverine was a great movie. Wolverine was really fine. I really enjoyed it. Wolverine was the exception to the rule. Travel movies suck. Travel movies are very boring. It, and I don't mean, well, it's going from point A to point B. That's travel movie. No, it's, it's two characters going somewhere the destination is not important. It's just the reason. It's the motivation. Sure. And it's some of the stuff that happens in that journey, but it's about the journey itself and the conversations between the Last two and understanding the, the characters. Yeah. And it's. Last it, of there, Us was a. Was very boring well,
0: movie. Last of Us was a wonderful execution of that. Yes. yes. All right, yes. But, Wolverine
3: was a wonderful. But, but here's my so. point. If if we You're can, about to hop out of your chair though.
2: But what I was going to say All is right. is between what Julia was saying about the writers of the film not having an idea of where the movie should end, yeah. just that it's time to end right. and it's done poorly combined with what you said is that mm. It's not a great movie, but there are scenes that I remember that were yeah. really, really good. But when taken in succession, you think this really wasn't that great. My concern about my current game is That's is that it's a happen. combination right. of those two things. Yeah. Well, I that think you... that
1: gaming is different though, because you you know when a writer sits down and writes a movie, they're writing the movie. You know, you're being influ- you're having influence on other people's ideas. Right. into the game. So
2: and, and, I, and I'm projecting my perception about yeah. what the game is well, and, and not considering the collective. Yes, and that right there is the big distinction
0: I want to make between role-playing and damn near every other form of storytelling, which is when you'd write a book, make a movie, write a video game, you are making the decisions about the creative direction, you are attempting to discern what the story's about, what the consumer will latch on to, in a vacuum. And on top of that, you are trying to make it broadly palatable to one of two groups. Either your intended audience, which is going to consist of thousands or maybe even millions of people, or you just don't give a damn, you're doing your art, and the only audience that matters is you. You have your story to tell, and either they like it or they're too stupid to understand it, which... It insists upon itself. (laughs) (laughs) I like the
2: money pit. (laughs) But
0: but the the thing about a role-playing game is it's an interactive story told in an intimate setting where you have a constant feedback loop with your consumer. Right? So I'm not writing this story by myself, even if I'm the game master if this is my role-playing group, Chad's writing part of it, Julia's writing part of it, Broder's writing part of it. I'm writing a lot of it. (laughs) And I see what they're getting out of it. I see what they're latching on to. I see what it is that they care about and don't care about. And I think that as the game develops, I have to start picking up on, number one, okay, let's go back to the phrase I've been using. What do they care about? Is where this story needs to end the death of a particular bad guy? the epilogue where the characters each get their own resolution? Is it the story of a town they're trying to save or a series of NPCs they're trying to rehabilitate? I mean, I don't know, right? We find this out throughout the course of the game. But the second thing that I think I have to look for is whether they're putting it in these terms or not, what literary themes are they latching on to? What types of conflict are they latching on Let's take our Skies of Glass game that we're in the middle of the AP on. This we're in
3: the middle of it. God, well, I hope Oh not. my God. So two weeks we're done. <laughs> no, actually we're
0: playing this Thursday. Right? Yeah. 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 So in, in two days, let's say you guys, you guys start off on your journey, right? I have, I know there's going to be plot. I know where the plot's going to start, but I don't know. For example, do you guys over time come to see the boat to symbolize that portion of your life? And the story ends when the boat gets destroyed or sinks and that kind of symbolizes the end of it all. Do you guys hell ditch that thing in the second game and, and the story takes place mainly on land. You know, I don't know in terms of theme, forget the specifics of characters. I don't know in terms of theme, what you guys are going to latch on to.
2: I don't want to get on a tangent for the AP that people have not heard, but that boat That is life to Joe. That boat, that's home. I mean, yes, we have a town. Yes, we go other places. But that boat, that is his life. See, and I have to, as
0: a game master, I have to be sensitive to that. If I want to maximize what you're getting out of this womanizers <laughs> <laughs> for anyone not following the womanizer is a sex don't, toy don't, don't I'm, not link, I'm not like yes. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not looking in the show notes
2: efficient
0: yes i'm not looking in the show notes if you want to know google it but don't <laughs> the, do <laughs> but you know i have to right, i have to be sensitive to that and so right. i have to know that because that's important to you that's either
1: not to sink the boat tomorrow, precisely, or, or, or
0: if I do, I mean, that has to be a but serious what if my bit of goal story.
3: Is to free Joe from the concept of the boat, and
0: I, <laughs> wow. then I gotta see how this plays out. <laughs> see, thinking, I'm telling you, I can't tell you because you know, I can't even begin it's to write It's not,
2: it's not. <laughs> that's good. I was gonna be sad.
0: No, I can't really. even begin to write this the way I would a movie because yeah. not only do I not know where the players are gonna go. Because I don't know where the players are going to go. I don't know the characters.
3: I don't know where I want to go. I don't know what I want out of the game. Right. Because I put a lot... So, getting back to my time units thing in a game where we were talking about last week where it's like you only have so many time units in your life to devote to a game or whatever. For this game, even as a player, I only have so many time units and. In- Brain sweat to devote to it. That's another great album name. Brain, is brain sweat. sweat. Yeah, yeah, that is. The f- the- That's gonna be the follow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The brain sweat I devoted to this. I actually focused completely on pops. Mm-hmm. Pops from a who's meta, an NPC. Who's an NPC? Who from a meta standpoint? I wanted to do the goals that Dan talked about or set forth for me, but then also I needed to find his voice. Because I wanted him to make an impact for all the other characters. So I did that. I don't have my own character's voice. I don't have his motivation. I don't know what I want to do with him. And I'm going to have to play him a couple of games to find
2: it. And it's funny because I don't really have... That's ha- my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> That's
1: my life. I never know.
2: Yeah. I-, I didn't know who Joe was. At least I didn't have a direct from Sir Joe. I'm like Wayne. I need to play a character yeah. for a while to, really- to-, to learn it, right? And so now that we had that prologue, mm-hmm. to bring it back to the original topic idea, I don't know where the game is going to end in terms of what Dan's objectives are. Now, you talked about earlier that you're not really sure yet, but I don't know where that journey is for me individually, and mm-hmm. I do not envy the position of any game master looking at a game that's going to run long term and then planning for sure. its inevitable conclusion.
0: Wait, okay. Uh story has been on for quite a while. All-Star Superman. For anyone that's not read the comic, there's also a video version on Netflix you can watch. The All-Star Superman, it's a sort of what-if story about Superman, because he gets his power from the yellow sun, right? He gets too close to the sun, takes on too much power, so he's like ultra, mega, even for him, powerful, but it's killing him. So he's effectively got the equivalent of he's dying of cancer. And he knows he's going to die. The story is about what he decides to do. I mean, when you're Superman, right? You are the moral pinnacle of the world. You are at least arguably the power pinnacle of Earth. You're all these things, all these people. What the heck do you do with your last couple weeks or months of life? And that's what that story is about. Now, if you've seen that thing on Facebook where Superman is talking to a uh, teenage girl who's standing on the edge of a building and thinking about committing suicide. And he's like, no, your therapist really was Like, That's from all-star Superman. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you want a sense of what that story is about, well, where does the story end? Obviously, it ends with Superman's death. What? <laughs> that's Spoilers, th- dude. That's, that's the point of it, is an exploration of what does somebody like that do with their last time on Earth, and what impact... Does that leave on the people that survive him? Friend and foe alike. You know, what do even his enemies think about his death? Not from them whooping his ass, but from what we would call natural causes. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, something you've got to find in your role-playing games, is you've got to find what is the story about? What are the players latched onto? What is the part that I have to explain, that I have to wrap up, where the audience won't walk out of there being like, well, wait a minute, what about this, this, and this?
2: They wrap this up, but I don't give two craps about that. So something that has occurred to me then, do I want to go to my players at the beginning of the next game session, or maybe the end of the next game session, or maybe individually via email, and say we've been playing this game for a long time, we all sort of feel that it's coming toward a conclusion. I don't know what that conclusion is. What conclusion do you want or what would you like to see collectively or for your individual characters? Yeah,
3: yeah
1: I, I would say do that. I personally.
2: think that like Dan you're saying, you know, as game master
3: I have to find out this, I have to find out this, I have, to find, I have to figure this out. I have to Part of this is on the players too, man. I mean, it's it's what they want out of their characters. Healthy gaming groups When we're not in the game, role-playing, in-character, rolling dice or whatever, we tend to talk about the game Mm -hmm. and our characters and our motivations and what we want and dreams of the future and dreams of the character's future and all that sort of stuff. In, I wouldn't say unhealthy, but less healthy games, it's... Your role-play, hey, okay, break time, let's get some pizza. Hey, you know, how about that baseball game? Cool. And at the end of the night, hey, good game, thanks. Okay, we'll see you next week. And right. then do you remember those games? You've had those games. I've had those games. We've all had those games. You even remember them? You know, you want to have the healthy games. Uh, so I'd ask you, Brodor, do your players do that?
2: Yes. At the end of every game session, when it's time for people to go home and Memory and I want to clean up so we can go to bed, my mm-hmm. friends are outside in the street in front of their cars talking about the game. And I, at some, sometimes I have to like open the door and be like, okay, guys, you're keeping my neighbors up. You know, get on, mm-hmm. you know, skedaddle, right? But yes, they definitely talk about the game in between game sessions. They communicate with me about the game mm-hmm. individually between game sessions. So we've got that, as you put it, yep. healthy mm-hmm. game going.
3: I would say, although it's probably a little too late now, but involve yourself in those conversations and passively.
2: Yeah, but I don't I do when it's individual. I'm not gonna go out there at ten thirty on a Sunday night and be like, you know, hey guys, let's spend another hour talking about the games. Let's just go to bed. I need mm-hmm. to go to bed. Yeah. You know? That's fair. But you're right. I Your time I, units are up. I, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You only have so many time units. But you're right. I could certainly be pro- more proactive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would think individually talking to them or emailing them and in this situation would be fine. Mm-hmm. And I would want it.
3: Like, I don't know how your group communicates. I mean, one of my groups communicates. We have a hidden Facebook group. And yeah, so, too. yeah, and that's perfect for it because you can say, hey, what do you guys want to see? And and actually that that should kind of be the first thing. And you did this, Dan, in your talk game. Yeah. Of What do you guys want to see? Where do you want to go with this? But like I said, I mean, I don't say this as a brag, it's just a different method, right? I don't have the problem, because I always think that's how I frame the game, that's how I come up with the game, it's like there's this world, I want to see this world where we're all this in this sci-fi world, and we're we're doing this, that sounds interesting, and the, and the world's kind of like this, okay, I want the players to enter at this point, and I kind of want to see them end up at this other point, point. Mm-hmm. and I have a bunch of ideas that are just salted throughout the whole thing. Now, the endpoint will morph and change as needed because I sure as hell I'm not telling them what the endpoint is, and I will change it to suit the needs of the game. But I always know where I'm going because I have that guiding star. The players, because they don't have the map that I have in my head, to them they're weaving in and out, and we don't know what's going to happen, and is it going to work? And hey,
2: we achieve something, and to me, straight line. Among, uh, never mind. I should not say this on the mics. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, and you know it's bad if I'm (laughs) if I'm refraining. I think we're going to wrap this one up
0: with a big drop. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) with a (laughs) bass drop. I'm
2: telling you, seek Seek Chad. Chad. I just want want every time I get a text,
0: seek Chad. (laughs) I want a dubstep version of (laughs) Seek seek Chad now. So thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week in Great Games, and we will catch you next time. Wow.
2: (laughs) Seek Chad. Seek Chad.
1: Seek Chad. Seek Chad. So, I don't know why anyone would ever actually want this, but here's five minutes of Chad making that whatever noise. Whatever noise. Whatever noise. Please, seek professional help. Please seek professional help. For what purpose? Please seek professional help. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Seek Chad. Sick Chad Sick Chad No one should have listened to the bird Do that? Can you not do that? Can
3: you just This
0: blood
1: on? That would make me feel better.